Everybody, thanks for coming. Please uh, be sure you pick up all the handouts uh, on your way if you haven't already done it. Uh, we'll, uh, I think we'll see a bit later today on the, on the rack out there also. We have a few opening remarks and we'll take your questions. Be sure to raise your hand on the questions for the microphone. Thanks, Claude. What a great time to be a dog. Uh, spring season's in full effect, and I think all you guys know uh, what a great record a lot of our spring sports are having. And uh, I want to bring a lot of attention to the women's tennis team, two in the country, just coming off an indoor national championship. What an incredible job done. Baseball's killing it. Gymnastics top 10. Golf men's team just uh, actually won a tournament. Top 50 country. Track's doing well, as they always do. Equestrian's the same way, and uh, softball as well. So I think it's pretty what all of our spring sports are doing and continue to do. And, you know, momentum's created when you build strong organizations, and that's what we've got here at the University of Georgia. So when you look across the athletic department, including the football program, we want to be a team that has momentum. Um, I'm excited about the program. Uh, we've kind of had a motto we've been saying around here for the last uh, couple months that if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And uh, we've gone with that because we need to be challenged. We need to be uh, focused on challenging good players, challenging players that are young, challenging players that just got here. Because we got a lot of uh, all those categories. I'm really proud of the off-season conditioning program. Coach Sinclair has done a tremendous job. And I think anytime you talk to strength coaches, they'll always tell you how much gains they made. And you're like, well, if you're always making gains, do you ever have a down off-season? But it was nice for us, I think, for the first um, we went from 32 guys that could press over 300 pounds to 34. So we're two higher than we were this time last year. Power clean, same way, from 30 guys to 32 guys that could power clean over a certain amount. And then also the same thing. A lot of increases in our strength program. Uh, we've got 14 mid-year enrollees, which is extremely unique for me. I don't know that I've ever been part of a program that had 14 mid-year enrollees. Unfortunately, a couple of those guys are unable. To, uh, go through spring ball with with injuries, but the off-season conditioning program was great. We had really good energy, and now we're kind of moving to the phase of spring practice. And I know the players are so excited to get out there and go practice because there's so much you can do in the weight room and in conditioning and in walkthroughs before you're ready to go play with the football. And that's what these guys love to do. So we've got. A few guys with injuries that will be out this spring. Um, I'd like to go through those, but I'm sure if I don't hit one or if there's somebody you want to ask about, feel free to ask. Uh, but we've got several guys that will be out. Mikhail Carter had uh, shoulder surgery, had a labor repair, so he'll be out. Everybody knows about Ryan Davis coming in, one of our rollies, uh who had the knee injury, and, and he's had surgical repair. Rylan Goat will be out. Uh, Prather Hudson had shoulder labor repair. He'll be out. Tresman another midian rollie that's out with the, the, the shoulder repair. Uh, Julian Rochester had a knee that he's had repaired. He'll be out for spring practice. Uh, Zamir is coming back doing really well, but he won't be uh, doing spring practice other than doing some stuff on the side, doing some running. And he's done a lot of off-season conditioning, but he won't be out there or cleared to go practice. I think that hits the guys that are like out, out, like aren't able to practice. Um, we've got a few hamstring injuries. Guys are and those, but they should be able to go in practice and should be fine uh, for the most part with those guys. But the early enrollees have been uh, a very impressive group from a standpoint of work ethic. Now, some of them can't work. I mean, the guys that are, I just mentioned, there's some things they can do and can't do, but the ones that can have really worked hard, and I think they create a lot of competition. 
A um, couple things we want to establish this spring, you know, we want to uh, increase our havoc rate on defense. That's one of the main target areas. We want to be more disruptive. And the only way to be more disruptive is practice being disruptive. So we've got to do that. We've got to create uh, more lost yardage plays, more negative situations, and something we've really harped on. We've done studies on the top 10 teams last year in Havoc, and we're trying to do some of the things they do, and we're trying to put guys in positions to do that. You know, offensively, we've got some holes to fill, especially at the receiver spot, and some at the running back spot, and tight end spot. So we're excited about the challenges. I, I'm really excited about seeing the new wideouts go out and compete and play, and unfortunately, there are no uh, early guys in at that position, so we'll see a lot of them in fall camp, but there's a lot of guys been here that haven't had opportunity to really go out and play at the forefront and being thrust to the forefront. So that's a big position of uh, need for us, and we're going to get to watch those guys compete. So uh, with that, I'll open it up for uh, questions. Hey, Kirby, you talk about the uh, holes to fill offensively. Can you talk about how you uh, attack that with the late signing period and grad transfer market? Yeah, I'm not really allowed to comment on the grad transfer market because nothing's done. You know, they're not signed. Not, they're not uh, physically here yet, so we can't comment on those guys. Um, but the two guys we picked up late in the signing process with uh, and, and George, we certainly think are very high-caliber players. Um, we knew a lot about both of them. You know, George is a guy that fit what we did. He was he really was intrigued by the fact that we had the guy come out early, and uh, and he knew that he fit in our style system. And uh, we think he's a talented player that we're looking. To working with and Brett's a, a guy that really came on the radar late uh, was was a, kind of a late bloomer had a really good senior year a really good athlete I mean I like the fact that he played both ways on this tape um, extremely competitive was able to watch him uh, work out during the recruiting process in January and he's just uh, impressive physically and a competitor and they're both at positions of need you know you wish they were here now but the college football works that's getting here in early June you know, they'll have two months of really good work um, to build up. So whether or not they'll be able to contribute this year, I don't know that we know that. I think we're going to try to find that out with the guys we've got here on our roster right now in the spring. Coach, I wonder if you could uh, talk a little bit about your changes on your coaching staff. Obviously, mm -hmm. new coordinators and three new coordinators technically. And just wondering if those were a result of extensive worldwide searches or you knew what you wanted to do and kind of from the outset this is kind of what you had your mind on well, i don't think you ever know what you want to do you're always being prepared as a coach you know guys get opportunities i've known for quite a while that mel tucker was going to do a tremendous job as a head coach i mean he, he was a guy i was able to lean on especially early in this process uh i think first i'd say congratulations to mel and jim but also thank them for what help us build thus far. They're both tremendous assets. They were really great uh, guys, great team players, um, and bought into the whole organization. So, But when it comes to Dan, Glenn, sharing that responsibility with Dan, coordinator, and then Coley, who's been a coordinator, and I've known James Coley for a long time, got a lot of respect uh, for him. You know, He worked with Jimbo for a long time, had an opportunity to go with Jimbo the year before. So, and really, at the end of the day, when you have coordinators, Offense, and you have two guys that are doing it like uh, Jim and uh, Jane did. They shared a lot of that responsibility, and a lot of that responsibility will be passed down now with Dale and um, has been involved. And uh, I've had a lot of confidence in uh, Dan and Glenn even last year. You know, not everybody knows what goes on behind the scenes, and I think that 
okay that not everybody knows that. But as a head coach, you're in all these meetings, in all these decisions. You know how much involved Dan Lanning and Glenn Schumann in the game planning process. Mel will tell you, he leans on those guys heavily. So I have a lot of confidence in those two guys, which is why they've been hired. Coach, more specifically on Coach Coley, what kind of personality differences do you think that he can bring to your offensive attack? Uh, personality the offense or his personality? The offense. Yeah, look, we've been really successful at running the ball. Who we are at Georgia. So we're not going to go create the will and say, okay, well, now we're going to open up the empty spread team down and go high tempo you do what makes you successful and he had a meeting with the offense yesterday in which i sat in he talked about balance what is balance people think balance means 50 50 that balance is not 50 50 balance is being able to run the ball when you have to run the ball and being able to throw the ball when you have to throw the ball so can you do both yes you can be successful at both that might be 70 30 one game and then 30 70 the other way the next game so uh i think we're going to be successful at that because i think that's going to be based on having good players but i don't think that we're going to say okay we're throwing out everything we've done we're starting over we, we really had one on the offensive side of the ball and every year when you go reinvent yourself you say okay who are my best players how are we going to get them the ball what are our strengths what are our what are the things we've got to really work on? And we've done that for almost two months now because our signing class was pretty much done in January. We've been working on us and saying, okay, what can we do better? And I think James brings a lot to the table. They've gone and visited with a lot of people to, to get new ideas. Kirby, obviously uh, some change on offense, personalized. What are you thinking at center in terms of placing Lamont Geiger? Uh, Trey Hill. Trey Hill played against Kentucky. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind is here's a guy who played in a go-win-the-SEC-East type game uh, against a really tough defense, and he was thrown and thrust right into the limelight. So we'll we'll have a, a group by committee. We'll be working three guys there a lot of time. Clay will get some reps. Mario will get reps there. Um, Trey will get reps there. We'll have a lot of guys working through there, but Trey's the guy that I've been walking through and taking the most reps, and he's got experience already, which is incredible. Coach, as you speak about Scott uh, Sinclair and the job that he he does in the in the off season, um, how important is that leading into spring practice? And uh, do you have kind of a, a story or a, a memory where it shows how much uh, trust you have to get your players prepared? Well, I don't know that I have a story to indicate that, but I think anytime you hire a strength coach and you uh, give them the freedom to choose their workout plan. We uh, we talk you know, daily during the off-season conditioning program of what do we need. Well, I'm taking the input from a guy who's a master strength coach. You know, There's only so many of those guys in the country, and we're fortunate to have two here that are master strength coaches. And I think when you rely on experience and value, and that's what you're fortunate at the University of Georgia, that you can hire people like that with great experience, that you compete with the best in the market to keep your coaches and keep your strength guys. But he does a tremendous job. He provides energy. He provides discipline. He spends more time one-on-one -on -one with players than probably anybody in our program with he and his staff. And I think they've done a tremendous job getting our guys ready, and uh, it's a big part of it. I, I'm always worried this practice because we're coming off spring break, so it's always like, well, we do all that build-up get ready and then you've got a week off and then you've got to come back and, and get ready to go practice so we'll have to kind of push these guys to get them back in the playing shape they need to be in but his staff's done a great job
Coach, talking um, about the offensive side of the ball, a couple Central Georgia players. Talking about that receiver room, could you talk about the potential of uh, Kiaris Jackson and also, and also talk about just the confidence you have in Jake going forward? Yeah, I think it's going to be a common theme. You guys are going to ask me a thousand times about the receivers over the next whatever number of days this is. I think Kiaris is a guy that's going to have to come out and compete, and uh, he's going to get plenty of opportunities because when you look at the production gone, who's going to replace that production? Well, first in line are the guys that are here right now, not necessarily the three or four guys that are coming in. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about Kiaris' work ethic. He was a guy that was really in the last year and then all of a sudden had a hamstring in camp and it kind of held him back but uh, I'm excited to see what he does and there's a lot of other wideouts I could say and hey these guys are go out there and have uh, we're gonna find out what they're about we'll see if they can go out and compete and go against the best and make plays but uh, excited about Jake the growth he's he's been able to give us he's really been tremendous help for the other two quarterbacks that are here and uh, obviously we've got a lot of confidence in Jake in our offensive system and his understanding of uh, Thing. Kirby, uh, it seems like this time every year you're talking about needing to find leadership. Do you feel like this is uh, kind of the season going in? You've, you've got a pretty good feeling about your leaders, and then can you elaborate maybe on a few, a few of those guys? Yeah, I've never felt uh, great about leadership this point in time. I, I I didn't feel great two years ago. I didn't feel great last year. I think uh, you can't find true leadership, and you can't manipulate it. You can't make Happen. So it happens through adversity, and you have to create the adversity. So in all season, we try to create adversity. Hey, something happened. We had a turnover. We got to go back out here and and do this on on some kind of conditioning drill. But you never get to really do that until adversity strikes. Which adversity, the first time it really happens, the spring ball when you're out there scrimmaging and something goes wrong and they hit a play. How are you going to respond? Uh, you get tired of practicing, date practice eight or nine or ten. Who's going to respond? Who's going to lead? I think we've worked really hard on that, but I think that has to reveal itself. I don't think you can appoint uh, leadership. Now, we've got guys who've played a lot of games around here. That doesn't make them a good leader. Um, we've got to have guys that are willing to step up and do the things they have to do to demand of others. And usually when you have that, you have a pretty good team. You got any sort of leading the back there? Yeah, I mean, we got several guys I think that are that are good leaders that aren't afraid to speak up. But I'm not interested in naming them. I want them to earn it. I want them to go out there and continue to do it. I don't think you appoint that. I don't think that's something that's given. That's something that's earned. Kirby, I have a couple questions for you. Uh, first, you just talked about Jake. Could you tell me who's going to get the most reps behind him? Yeah, the two quarterbacks are going to get the reps behind him. Dewan Mathis and Stetson Bennett are both going to get a ton of reps. To say most, I don't know that we could say most. They'll get the same amount uh, behind him. But those two guys working as well. John Setter, um, who's one of our walk-ons, that'll get reps as well. Were you surprised at all? We haven't talked to you since, uh, I guess, when you guys played in the playoffs. Or not the playoffs, I apologize, in postseason play. But were you surprised to see all of those guys declare for the NFL early? I don't know surprised would be the right word. Um, I'm certainly uh, very thrilled for the future of their careers. We're looking forward to see how they do. They've got a huge day uh, tomorrow, so they'll be doing their pro day here. Followed each one of them, communicated with each one of them, and we as a coaching staff and uh, really organization are pulling really hard for those guys. The best thing that can happen for us is for each one of those guys to be drafted as high as possible and for our program, and we're looking forward to having a hell of a draft because we've got a potential for a lot of guys so the better those guys do tomorrow, the better the chance is of that.
Uh, yeah, Coach, you mentioned uh, the injuries off the top. I wanted to follow up on uh, James Cook and, and Dave Marshall. Can you tell us mm -hmm. what their status is? Yeah, James will be fine. He's cleared. He's good to go. Right, so he got injured early in the bowl practice, was unable to, to play in the bowl game, had a, a, an ankle injury similar to uh, the one I had. It was a little bit uh, a little bit worse than Tua's, but they did a great job for Birmingham. Um, special surgery they put together to help him. It's a bad of a high ankle sprain, but um, the new surgery they're doing worked great on him. He's been able to run in the off-conditioning program. He's been cleared. He's done seven on sevens. He's going to be out there ready to go today, so we're, we're pleased with where he is. Um, David Marshall um, coming off Liz Frank injury he had uh, last year um, will be cleared, but not completely cleared. Like, you won't see him out there today with you. Just had his uh, screws taken out. So he'll be back before the end of spring. Just not sure exactly which day. Uh, Coach, you kind of mentioned that that tight end room for you guys is getting a little smaller. What are you looking for out of that you know position this spring in particular? Well, we get a chance to replace a really good player. And now I think not. I think Charlie's ready to step up. He's been a great leader. Um, Charlie does an unbelievable job on our special teams. He's really athletic. You know, I think Fitzpatrick had a good offseason, so we're going to find out what he can do. We've uh, got some guys working at that position we're going to get to look at, and then we've got guys coming in that are going to help us at that position as well. But it's always it's the same things always for the tight end. Jake has a comfortable uh, relationship with Charlie. He feels good with him. We have to find the best 11 players to put on the field, whether that's two tight ends, one tight end, or no tight ends. That's going to be dictated off the health of other players as well as the growth of the tight ends in our offense. Coach, I just a follow-up question about uh, about Zamir White and his recovery, his rehab uh, compared to the, the first time he hurt his leg, and, and ultimately, I mean, what you and believe how much you'll be able to uh, contribute to your ball team? Well, I don't know that I can answer how much. Be, I mean, that's going to come into fall camp. I think anytime you have a, 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 a non-contact ACL and then you have a second one, you've got to be careful because we're talking about two different knees and really a completely non-contact injury. So when that happens. Uh, makes you wonder, hey, is the kid going to be able to progress this time as fast as he did last time? So um, for us, he's going to be able to do some I – mean, he's running. He's running really well. He's doing a lot of straight line stuff. He's just not going to be involved in the scrimmaging and the contact part. So ultimately, how do I know he's going to contribute to the team? I don't know that. Uh, I'm not going to know that until probably early in fall camp. I'm very pleased with his work ethic. I mean, he knows that's his future. He takes care of his knee. He rehabs hard. He does everything we ask him to do. I think Ron is kind of the one of the best in the country at dealing with this. When you look at the the significant he's with with Gurley and Nick Chubb, especially in that position, so he has a really good to rely on in regards to that. And Samir's managed that really well. Kirby is back here. Has your on the field uh, fights with Alabama and your recruiting fights with Alabama? relationship with Nick? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, I, I, I don't have any issue or any problem with any relationship with Nick. As a matter of fact, I don't think it's done anything but grown for more respect uh, since we played him twice. I mean, I, I, every time I see Coach Saban, you know, we have a great relationship. We're not texting and calling each other buddy-buddy. We're not doing that with anybody. So that's not uh, being mentioned. I got a lot of respect for him. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And uh, there's no problem with our relationship. Good time for two more I was going to ask you about Charlton Warren in terms of uh, you know your history with him. Did you know him uh, through coaching circles? And how did he come on your radar for this job? 
I uh, did not know uh, Charlton. I mean, we played against him when he was in North Carolina, and we were here in the first game, but I didn't personally know him. had heard a lot of good things about him. I know that uh, there were some coaches there at Tennessee that try to retain him at one time. If uh, When Butch got let go, I just heard good things in the profession, uh, talked to a lot of different people about him, and once you did the research, 